The Minnesota Wild were eliminated in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the second straight year. Seth Tupel of Locked On Wild joins us to talk about his team's prospects and what this elimination means for the future. Gil Martin here. The Locked On Road to the Stanley Cup continues as we welcome Seth Tupel from Locked On Wild to discuss his team's first round exit and what it means for the future of the franchise. Seth, what was the biggest reason your team lost to the Dallas Stars in the first round? You know, it's funny because you can basically just take the entire script from last postseason and just take out Dallas Stars and put St. Louis Blues in. It was a lack of ability to get things done on the penalty kill. It was an inability to finish some really, really good scoring chances. And it just was inexplicable no-shows in the final two games of the series, just like last year. And it the inability for this team to put their foot on the throat of the opponent after being up two games to one is a major problem. And so... You have all these things. You have the fact that Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Boldy scored one combined goal in this series. Uh, A lot of head scratching going on right now. And I think more importantly, a lot of less than pleased um, responses from higher up as to uh, how things played out. So which player or players most underperformed in this series for the Wild? I think it's got to be Kaprizov and uh, and Matt Boldy for sure. And I know Kirill missed time um, after getting injured against the Winnipeg Jets. And so coming back, it was always going to be trying to get him up to as close to 100% as he could be. But Ryan Suter essentially took him out of the series. He was physical with him. You there were those videos of early on in the series of the the checks that uh, Kaprizov took from Suter, and he just never recovered from that. The, he had moments where it looked like the old Kaprizov, but just uncharacteristically missing opportunities from in close, wide open nets, and just in an, an inability to uh, to close and to get those goals to go, and then. Matt Boldy, too, the guy who took over for Kaprizov, had 13 goals in March, zero goals in this postseason. It is a lot to ask for a 21-year-old to uh, to step up and be one of those prominent figures in a postseason run. But if that's your second guy, he's just he's got to do it. And so the top two guys not um, not getting it done kind of the polar opposite of last year where Kaprizov was the only one that did anything, but you, you can't have your two best players uh, essentially shut out of a postseason series and expect to win it. No, no doubt about that. Were there any bright spots from this series, even with the loss that can be carried forward into the summer or even into next season? You know, it was interesting because it's been an up and down season for Matt Dumba for sure but he played some of his best hockey in years over the final few weeks of the regular season and into the postseason. He was flying all over the ice. He was being physical. It was a Matt Dumba that we just have not seen consistently 
for the last couple of years. And maybe the biggest bright spot of this series, Brock Faber, who gets inserted into the lineup as a third pairing defenseman, and he just 100% looks the part. And yes, there were some injuries uh, that factored in, but playing key minutes down the stretch in an elimination game of the postseason speaks volumes to, I think, what this coaching staff thinks of him and what he can offer going forward uh, for this team. So does losing in the first round render the wild season a failure? I see going into it, if it would have been, you know, you lose in seven games, you show a lot of fight and you just come up short because Dallas was the more talented team that that wasn't debatable in this series. But the fact that it ended in an identical manner to how last year's postseason went, and especially with the two games at the end where with your season on the line, it looks like a regular season game where you just don't have it. And so you kind of say, well, we, we don't have it tonight. We'll just uh, we'll just get it next game. You can't have that in an elimination game. And so that's extremely troubling. And yeah, I'll I'll mark this season as a failure for that specific reason. What kind of changes do you expect this offseason in response to the first round exit? Well, I think um, I think there have to be coaching changes for sure. Um, I don't know if it necessarily means that Dean Evison's job is in jeopardy. I think if he stays, his seat has warmed substantially. I, I think the assistants are definitely fair game, the power play, and, and you're missing a key piece in Jewel Erickson Eck that there is that part of it, but you have to be able to adjust to what you have as players throughout a postseason series. And there just was no adjustment throughout this series at all. It was mm -hmm. Hey, we're running the same power play we ran in the regular season, same penalty kill, even though we don't have the same personnel, you have to adapt. And there just was no adapting in this series. And so I think the assistants, most of them probably go. And it's a situation where, okay, we're going to, we're going to reshuffle the deck with the assistant coaches. And if this happens again, then it's going to be a completely new coaching staff. Yeah, very, very possible. Well, that does it for our wild team review here on the Locked On Road to the Stanley Cup. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Locked On Wild for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.